Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins Team Talk. This is a series where I speak to fans of clubs around the Premier League and we just try and get a general assessment of how the club's doing and some of their best memories supporting their teams. Joined by a very special guest today, Liverpool fan Ronan Davidson. Big fan of the podcast. Well, Ronan, how's things? Hello, Connor. Thanks for having me on. Not a bother, sir. Not a bother. Look, I think... It's as good a place as any to start with sort of the current situation of Liverpool and really an, an analysis of this season, Ronan. Look, they've just played Real Madrid in the Champions League there a couple of days ago and, and were, were turned over fairly, fairly easily um, by the Spanish giants. But look, talk to me about this season in general and, and how you feel it's going. Yeah, well, not really going as good as I expected to go, to be honest with you. Um, I don't really have one thing to put the finger on where it would be going wrong, but I have a few things that notable things that may be the cause of what's happening at the minute. Um we seem to concede a lot first, which is you're already one 0 down by twenty minutes into the game, which is not probably the best way you'd start and for a team that have such a good defence the last sort of five or six years, you would say that it's unheard of like but um uh, as well like with a lot of injuries at the minute uh, for, uh with a few players coming back in like like so Firmino and Jada Van Dijk coming back in yeah um and then as well like the age in, the age of our team like it's it's quite old compared to if you compared it to the rest of the clubs in the Premier League at the minute I think it's like the third oldest squad and the football we play is like high press and uh, you're almost uh, defending in the final third yes which like if you're having an older team doesn't really work and Look, Klopp has come under quite a bit of flack over, especially these, these last few weeks, Ronan. Do you think he has to take some of the blame for that? Or do you feel like this is just sort of uh, the player's mentality and the way that the players are, are playing on the pitch? Yeah, well, Klopp would be the first man to say it, that he, he would have some responsibility for what's happening. Um, There's also the what's, what's going on at the minute with FSG. He's he can only Klopp can only do what he can really at the minute and sort of if you take a few beatings on a run, the um the mentality will drop like. Yeah, no, look, agreed, agreed. And it's it's interesting that you did mention the, the age of the squad there, Ronan. Obviously, look, one of the things we've highlighted the most on the Bottom Bins podcast this year has just been how easy Liverpool's midfield has 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 been overrun and quite easy to sort of get through. If you if you could in the in the summertime, do you think midfield is is the main priority that Liverpool have to look at then? Yeah, well, definitely the midfield. I'd say you need maybe even two or three midfielders to come in, mm-hmm. like because you look at the likes of Man City and even Arsenal at the minute. They have if they have injuries, they have someone straight away who can come in, a world class player that can come in and perform the same job mm-hmm. as their starting players at the minute like you have the likes of even though Jorginho for Arsenal hasn't really performed too well since he signed but he's still a world class player like if you look at his he has he's won the Euros Champions League he he is a world class player he can slot in there fine he's used to playing in a big team like so 
at the minute Liverpool just don't have that like we have youngsters coming in and are almost outperforming the players that should be starting every mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. which is like it's good for the younger players to get games but they're just they just don't have the experience as someone who you'd really want to be coming in off the bench or even starting Yes, no, look, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I really, really do. Um, I think a, a couple of things as well this season, Ronan, again, something that we've highlighted on the bottom bins, uh, the, the underperformance of Mohamed Salah and the underperformance of the, the star striker, Darwin Nunez. How have you found that that transition? Because obviously Liverpool haven't played with a big target man really since, well, really since Luis Suarez. So, Obviously, not the most seamless of transitions at the minute, but do you expect Nunez to come good? Yeah, well, even the last few games, you've Nunez has been showing far more. He's like I've noticed since he signed, he's always making the right runs. He, he some of the times he's offside, and that'll come though because he he wasn't as used to playing with the players he's playing at the minute. But like he he got a lot of stick for what he was doing the start of the season. He had a few chances he should have scored. Mm-hmm. There's times he got very unlucky. There's balls cleared off the line. And sometimes he did have very poor misses, to be honest with you. Yeah. But um, I can see in the last two or three games, he is coming into form. Like, you look at his goal against Newcastle, like, that was, that was a great touch for, for him to bring that down. And the finish was great as well. The finish against Real Madrid, like it was it was very cheeky of him to do that. Like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that that will gain he will gain confidence from stuff like that and making the right runs and he, he is fitting in at the minute and then as well as you said there um Salah he started great the season and just once Liverpool went downhill it was almost when Salah stopped scoring goals and he, you notice. I even noticed it last year, Connor, that uh, Salah had a great first half of the season. Yep. But second half of the season, he was nowhere to be seen. Right. He may have he came up with the odd goal, like he was he was clear at the top of the goal scoring um, leaderboard. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Son's up there. He, Harry Kane's catching him, and he just didn't wasn't supplying the goals. And do you think, like, in, in all seriousness, Ronan, I know I've seen a lot of uh, Liverpool fans on social media saying, you know, Salah hasn't been the same player from he got, you know, the massive um, contract. Do you feel like maybe that that big contract of 350 grand a week has maybe clicked something in his mind where he's maybe saying to himself, I don't have to try as hard anymore because I've got the big money now? Yeah, possibly. Like, um, to be honest, I'd, you can't really put the the blame like that onto a player if they're playing bad like it it may come down to other things but that could be a big factor in the way he's not performing as well he may think that he's oh he's he, I'm not too sure but he could be he most likely the highest played paid player in the club mm-hmm. and he maybe thinks he's better than the club which is not really the greatest thing but I'm not too sure to be honest but I'd like to think he wouldn't he wouldn't be thinking that no fair enough fair enough and look obviously Liverpool have been been stricken with injuries this season but uh, 
I've sort of noticed, Ronan, over the past few years, though, Liverpool always do seem to get key injuries. And you've already sort of alluded to FSG there and, and the lack of investment that, that's given to Liverpool. Do you not think, though, that the club could be better prepared for when the inevitable injuries do come around during the course of a season? Yeah, I, I agree there. It, like, it does come down to being prepared for, like as I said before, about Arsenal and City, they always have somebody to come in. Um, like FSG only really wants signings that are going to come in and start they don't think of what could happen if the likes of Mo Salah get injured like if Mo Salah get injured at the minute who do we have to replace him you could like it would be Oxlade Chamberlain or yeah. Harvey Elliott yeah which is nowhere near the standard of what Mo Salah is at the minute Agreed, agreed, lad, big time. Um, and look, I suppose if, if there were positives to take from this season then, Ronan, what would you say at least gives you a bit of hope looking forward to the rest of the season? Do, do you still think uh, reaching the Champions League is a, a realistic um, proposition for Liverpool this year? Fuck yeah, I've, even the last while, I've still thought, like I've always had the belief that we can still get top four. At, at times it has looked hard, but if you look at it, like the last, few weeks we've always had a game or two games in hand where I don't think many people knew that mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. at the minute I think we have two games in hand over Spurs who yes. are only I'm not too sure it could be six or I get seven I get seven seven points, points ahead like so that, like if we win them two games in hand like we're we're one point off the top four mm-hmm no, agreed, lad. Agreed. That's I think that's totally fair enough. Fair enough. And look, speaking about the summer then and, and moving into to the transfer market in the summer, obviously Liverpool very, very heavily linked with um with Jude Bellingham of Borussia Dortmund. Um I also do think they maybe need to get a few defenders in through the door. So look, in an ideal world, who would you like to see come to Liverpool and who do you think could come in and, and make an impact on, on Liverpool starting eleven? Well, obviously the big one would be, as you said, Jude Bellingham. Like he, you seen him in the World Cup. He was outstanding, and for the you would you would not think that that man is nineteen years of age. Like he, um, and we would definitely need a centre back. Like at the minute, you seen the other night, Joe Gomez just he wasn't up to it, and um, as well as Gomez, I would say we definitely need a centre back. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe another defensive midfielder. Like, if you have to think, as we were talking about before, they're a backup. What happens if you sign Jude Bellingham and three weeks into the season, he gets injured? Yeah. Who do we have? Fabinho to come back in, who does not have the legs anymore, is yeah. very clear. Like, um, another, well, at the minute, our centre backs, there's. Only really Gomez and Van Dijk who are, who would you you'd name starters at the minute and I, it's a push saying that Gomez is a starter like yeah yeah and um but definitely a centre back and one with maybe experience as well because we don't really seem to sign any centre backs that are experienced bar Van Dijk yeah like we sign Kanate Kanate don't get me wrong he's a great player he is a good defender. But he's only young as well. He's learned from Van Dijk. You need somebody... It sort of takes the pressure off Van Dijk as well. 
no, agreed. Completely agreed, lad. And look, it, it's interesting there that you mentioned, you know, say Fabinho's um, loss of his legs or or maybe just that, that loss of a little bit of pace. Look, a, a very interesting thing that, that I, I read an article on the other day was how different styles of football can, can affect players. And I, I just want to ask you this question and get your take on it. Um, look, obviously Klopp does play that heavy metal style of football. Um, really, you know, the, the hard press, um, run long distances within the game. Do you think that maybe some of the players have a burnout from this system? Yeah, potentially. Like, is. Uh, I don't know exactly how many games you'd play in a year, but like you look at Liverpool last year, we were in every competition right till the end. Yeah, we won the FA Cup, so you're playing every game in it. You're playing every game in the League Cup, the Champions League. We played every game in that, mm-hmm. and then the league it it went right down to the last day, like that. There could have a lasting fact, and then you're going. I don't know how long the players get off, but. It's not that long, like you're. Oh, it's not. It's not. They're going right from basically fall way through the year, plus they have the World Cup as well. There that they were on was probably on their minds at the end of last year as well. Yeah. So, like, definitely, it it definitely does have an effect. Like, it worked great. It was probably the best football I've seen in a good while of Liverpool. The year we won the league and, and Champions moving league. on then just from from this current season then Ronan, um, look, uh, it's a question I ask everybody on this series. What is your ambition for five years time? Where where do you see Liverpool hopefully in in five years time? I'd like to see them back up near the top of the league. Hopefully, well, hopefully that'll be sooner than five years time. But also, like I liked last season where we um. We actually put a good team out for the FA Cup and the League Cup. Mm-hmm. We use Klopp usually wouldn't really do that. He'd always have the youngsters out, and like all them trophies do, they do add up, and you have something to show for it at the end of the season. And obviously, competing in the Champions League as well, it's it's the biggest competition in the world. I'd say other than the World Cup and the Euros, like but for a club, so hopefully. Maybe in a few trophies and yeah. No, fair enough, lad. Completely agree. I think trophies, you know, trophies are the thing that you want to you want to show off at at the end of a season. So completely agreed. And another question that I ask everybody on this series, obviously, you know, you've you've seen some good players come and go at Liverpool, but who would your favorite ever Liverpool player be and why? Yeah, well, I could say the likes of Suarez and Gerard and Salah, but. Like there's one player that I always loved, and that was Daniel Sturridge. It's a bit of a different one. That is a bit of a different one. But um, he was he was a great footballer. He was what made me fall in love with watching Liverpool week in week out. He was like, you you I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't got the injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like just his technical ability, he was brilliant, and he always came up with a goal when we really needed it the most. I remember that season of I think it was at Sterling Suarez and Sturridge up front the triple yeah, oh. and uh, yeah that that season Sturridge was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous always had a good FIFA card as well which yeah. always helped them too. Um, so yes, another question that I ask everyone on the series, Ronan, when was the first time you ever went to Anfield and just describe just describe the match day experience to me then? Yeah, so first time I was in Anfield was actually with the school. Mm-hmm. I went over. Um, there was me and a few other boys, but just decided to go over because a few of us were Liverpool supporters, and thought, yeah, sure, 
no better opportunity to go over. Um, yeah, well, we went on the the tour the day before, and that was the first time, obviously, seeing Anfield and realizing how big it was. Yes, yes. And like you'd see it in TV, and it wouldn't it wouldn't compare to seeing it in person. Um, we went to the game against. It was actually Swansea, and it was a cracker of a game. It was it finished four three. Um, the likes of we had John Joe Shelby, Wilfred Bo- Wilfred Boney, Sturridge was playing. He scored twice. Henderson scored twice, and oh, it was an absolute cracker game. We were sitting in the Anfield Road, and just the atmosphere. It's actually hard. It's hard to describe what it was like, you know, and but. Overall, it was a it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, look, look, your first time, your first time at a match is is always special. That wasn't was that. Let me get this right. I think I remember seeing um stories or something from that game at the time. And did you just meet the Swansea players in the airport or something like that there, or was that somebody else? I wonder. No, I don't think that was us. But we we met all the um the players after the game. You know, we waited outside. But, oh yes, outside the stadium. Yeah. Did you get any autographs or photos? Of that yeah, I have a I have a scarf that's signed by a few of the players. I think the goat Colo Torre signed it. <laughs> um, Henderson Minule maybe as well. I'm not too sure. I'll have to have a look. But yeah, that was it was a great experience too. It made you realise that the players are actually real people as well. Like they're not just somebody. It's on the TV. If you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Um, so look, what what has been your best memory or your best moment as as a Liverpool supporter? Then, uh, I'd say the Champions League final beat beat Spurs. It was sort of the start of the real like a bit of a dominance we had, and it almost made you believe. Because if you had told me before, um. The year before that, we'd be in the Champions League final. I would, I would have laughed at you, like. Yeah, yeah. Also, that that whole Champions League campaign, especially Barcelona, four 0 and Anfield, like it, like one of the greatest nights in European Cup history. Like it, I remember watching it, and I felt like crying. It was that good. Look, you're you're allowed to be emotional when it comes to football, lad. <laughs> you're absolutely allowed to be emotional. Yeah, look, I well, I was at I was at the final with with Oshin. We went over to London to watch it, and I can tell you, he was um he was fucking <laughs> up that night. So he was. <laughs> um, oh, he absolutely was, absolutely was. Look, Ronan, what's why, why do you support Liverpool? What what is it that made you made you support Liverpool Football Club? Hey, well. I actually was I wasn't really a big football fan when I was younger. Like it wasn't until maybe twenty twelve actually where I actually started following Liverpool all the time. I would sort of before that I would watch the odd big game and stuff and not not really follow them too much, but yeah, it was twenty twelve. We won the Carling Cup it was at the time. Yes. Um it went to penalties against Cardiff and I remember watching it in the house and just me, my brother and my dad, like we both, we all wouldn't really follow the football as much, but it was just such an exciting penalty shootout and stuff. It really got us involved. And yeah. um, then it was the August time of 2012, Liverpool were actually over, over home here in Ravenhill playing uh, Crusaders. Yes. So we went to that there and it was, 
like obviously Liverpool didn't have a strong team out, but it was just something different. Like I'd never been to a soccer game before and never really there was a good atmosphere even in Ravenhill. Like it was you weren't at Anfield, but there was a good atmosphere and yeah, that's sort of really where it all started. Yeah, oh, no, happy days, happy days. And look, if you had to convince someone to to support Liverpool, let's say somebody comes up to you in the street and they're chatting away to you and they want to they want to start watching football, and what would you say to them to convince them to support Liverpool? I would just easily take the phone out, go onto YouTube, and show them you'll never walk alone in Anfield. That alone would almost make somebody want to support Liverpool. Like the atmosphere is ridiculous, and the um. The, even the football Liverpool play, it may not be going well at the minute, but like the football we've played in the last five or six years has just been outstanding and it's always intriguing to watch. Well, look, I, I, even as a Man United fan, I can sit here and I can say, yes, Liverpool, uh, during that, that period of time, Liverpool did play some good football. Pains, pains me to say that, like, but, but they did play some good football. But look, yeah. you've talked a wee bit there about, you know, Anfield and, and the atmosphere in Anfield. And I, I said this to, to Connell when he was on the team talk, he was talking about the atmosphere at Goodison. And again, Anfield's one of those atmospheres that, that the media constantly talk about. And, and especially on a, on a big European night, they always talk about, you know, the atmosphere in Anfield. So what what's it like to, to sit there in Anfield and, and what, what's it like to experience it firsthand? Oh, it's just goosebumps like that's all I can really say it's just you're sitting there and the place is almost shaking around you you can like you can hear everything and you're almost you're real close to the pitch and you feel like you're you're not just somebody in the crowd you're a part of the actual club there's um at, whenever I was over I was I've been over twice now and I'm heading over now in April time to watch them play Forest and just the atmosphere alone would would bring you to to Anfield. It, it's just that good. And look, obviously, as we know, look, it hasn't been going that that well for Liverpool this season. Um, but realistically, then Ronan, how have the last sort of five or six years felt as a Liverpool fan? Because look, obviously. Like you know, I, I'm a Man United supporter, and I'm only only really now starting to feel good about about the football club again. But are are, are you hopeful that you know Klopp can sort of turn this around and that maybe success will will come back to Liverpool? Yeah, well, I think it's just we're a few few years away from maybe being top of top of the table again. Like this doesn't just happen overnight, where you become one of the best teams again and we're most definitely not the best team at the minute but um yeah I think I am hopeful because like you sort of get glimpses of it this year where we play outstanding we could play outstanding for the first half and second half you'd come out and you'd think we're not even we're not even playing at all mm-hmm. there's um like even Newcastle the, the other day the two goals like they were world class goals whereas before that it was Everton we weren't great but we got the result and then the past maybe month or two before that we barely scored but sort of things like Newcastle and beating Everton it sort of it does raise your hopes a bit but I don't think there will be too much to shout about this year but hopefully in the next few years we'll be back up to where it should be. 
And look, obviously, I, I know this as a United fan. You know, we, we've had a lot of fan protests over the last few years to get to get our ownership out the door. And, and thankfully, that looks like that's going to be done now. Look, FSG come out with the news there the other day that Liverpool isn't for sale. They're, they're just looking at investors. How, how did you react when you heard that news? To be honest, I wasn't really too pleased because if you're like it just sort of happens that United and uh, Liverpool were both sort of selling at the same time and the same mm-hmm. that United were getting the the maybe possibly getting the new owners and which looking like it's gonna happen and then all of a sudden the FSG they aren't prepared to leave. I that's the way I see it. Yes. Like they still they still have ambitions and think that they can get where Liverpool should be with them at the at the wheel like but I don't know it's sort of it's hard because like FSG hasn't been the worst owners like we've there's definitely been worse owners and even you look through other teams in the world at the minute there's there's teams that are really struggling because their owners were not struggling I wouldn't say but we're definitely not getting the investment we should like you look at FSG they have they have give out the money this year. I think there's been a good bit of money spread out, but it's it all it really came down to Klopp and what who he wanted. Klopp doesn't usually go for the big players, which is suits FSG. He doesn't have they don't have to sort of work out a load of money for it. Aye. Yeah, but it's just I'd say without without Klopp, FSG would look far worse than it is. And look, obviously, look it it. it as you've said, like it's this season hasn't it hasn't gone the way Liverpool would have expected it. I'd say like you know in our in our preseason predictions, you know a lot of us had Liverpool in 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 that top four. It's normally around second or third is is where we had them placed this year. And look, it it has it, it hasn't gone as well as what it could have. But realistically, then I know we we talked a wee bit about Klopp earlier, but look, do do, do you feel like look Klopp has this record where you know. They talk about the seven-year cycle, and this is his seventh year at Liverpool. He did the same at Dortmund. The, the seventh year at Dortmund was completely tumultuous, and, and it ended up getting them sacked. Look, they're probably looking at it now. You would say they're probably out of the Champions League. I, you know, I can't see them going and beating yeah. Madrid four 0 in Madrid. Um, and if they don't qualify for the top four this season, could you see the ownership maybe thinking about getting rid of them? I couldn't see it at all, Connor. I, d- I don't think. It wouldn't be right because, like you look where that man has took Liverpool. He took us from one of like a mid-table side to bringing us the first league victory in thirty years or more, and like he's just a phenomenal manager. Like any, I'm sure any team in the world would take Jurgen Klopp at the minute. So to get rid of him would be ridiculous. Like you look at. You look at Chelsea and Tuchel. Tuchel was a world class manager, mm-hmm. and they got rid of him. Now look, now look where they are. Like if we get rid of Jurgen Klopp, you also have to think who would come in to take over from Jurgen Klopp. Like I know there was the whole talk of Gerard, but I think he sort of slipped again, and uh, he'll not be the man to come in. And like I, I honestly myself, if the sack Jurgen Klopp, I'd be really disappointed. He is just world-class manager and I don't think that he they should even consider getting rid of him and look uh, 
United and Liverpool are going to play each other now in, in a couple of weeks' time. I think it's it's not this weekend, it's the, the following yeah. weekend. Um, it's at Anfield. How confident are you going up against, obviously, one of the most informed sides in, in the league at the minute? Yeah, well, if you had asked me before the Real Madrid game, I would have said not fully confident, but confident enough. But sort of the Real Madrid game brought me back to reality, to where we are at the minute. Like, you can't... You can't look at United at the minute and think like that's going to be an easy three points or even an easy draw. United are playing some great football at the minute, and as a Liverpool sport, that hurts me to say it. <laughs> but um, like we're coming up against one of the best players at the minute in the world, in Marcus Rashford, and our defensive record has not been great at all. So it it does concern me a bit. The only thing is. Liverpool and United, it doesn't matter really how good or bad each team is. It usually seems to be a, a close enough game bar Liverpool last year beating United 5-0. But every odd game with United and Liverpool always seems to be close. I can't really remember an odd game that there was a thrashing in a good while. So, yeah, I, I would be... if. You said to me that Liverpool would come out with a draw, I'd, I'd bite your hand off, like. No, fair enough, lad. Fair enough. And look, just sort of the the final question for you then before before we wrap this up. You think Liverpool can still make the top four this season? You've 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 let us know that there. But look, is there? Do, do you reckon there's any chance of Liverpool maybe coming out of this season with with a trophy? I don't think so, Connor. I don't think that. Like the, we only have really the. Champions League, which is almost dead and buried, the um the league is just I think the likes of United, Arsenal and City are just well ahead of us at the minute, and like any time Arsenal or City or United drop points, Liverpool always seem to drop points. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's any chance of a league coming this year. But I could I'd be more than happy with top four, but if we weren't getting top four. I'd almost not want Europa League or Conference League. It would almost, it might be a good thing for us if we don't get into a European competition next year. You get more rest time for players, and it it could be the the kick that we need to sort of push on for another league title, maybe. Look, I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree. So, like, would you rather if you weren't in the Champions League, would you rather just avoid Europa League and, and Conference League altogether? Then, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. No, look, that's completely fair enough, lad. Well, look, Ronan, thank you so much for jumping on. No problem. Thank you for having me. No, absolute pleasure, lad. Absolute pleasure. Listen, folks, we have our latest Premier League episode out already. We also have our League Cup final preview out already, so please go and check them out. And as always, keep it bottom buttons.